You are listening to Rika Narrative. Hey there, you're listening to a special episode of the Rika Narrative podcast, where we'll be talking to some of our talents, or as we like to call them, Parika. Joining me today is our very own Chief Technology Officer, Ibrahim Fikri. Why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself? Hello, I'm Ibrahim. I am the CTO of Rika. Uh, my role here in Reka is to facilitate growth of technology uh, in our in our team and also focusing on education and upskilling for our team so that they will always be on the competitive edge of the market of the skills needed in the current market mm-hmm. uh, today. So my job involves a lot of uh, teaching in a way, teaching okay. teaching new technology in our team so that we can we can um, propel forward in in the in the industry so the environment itself i mean like we're not talking like something like oh they can always learn from home no um the environment itself go, going to universities going to college going to uh, school is is also important in in the development of our young generation so yeah. for the next one year from mco1 to mco3.0 um, we we had a moment in our timeline in in the Malaysian timeline where we had students going to school, but now it's going back. So we for the past one year we have a generation of students like primary school one year, high school one year, secondary school one year, even in universities one whole year learning from inside the home. Yeah, and that that changes a lot. I mean, like and. If, if you are in a first year degree, maybe it wouldn't impact you at all. But if you're in your final year project, you're trying to finish your final year project, they don't get the best, the, the, the proper education that they're supposed yeah. to have. You know? And then, of course, there is an outlier. I mean, I wouldn't say an outlier. Of course, it's trending. We are popularized with the term uh, self-educated. I mean, uh, self-learning, uh, learning from home. And mm-hmm. that one is very, very good. For, from a computer science, from software development, from, a, uh, from that perspective, but for engineering, for doctors who had to have their hands, uh, being hands-on in, in surgical room. Yeah, true. The, the education is very impact, but we don't talk about, about that a lot because I think because the, the effect, we can only see down the road. We can only see like three to four to five years in the future. Because like um, a child's development is not just about uh, what they're learning in books, right? It's also about um, socially, like mixing with people. And I think there were studies showing that, you know, as the generations go on, children like social skills are getting worse because of technology and surrounding themselves with the internet. And so like physically, it's hard for them to socialize. And it's also about soft skills, right? Definitely, definitely. We are given that perspective, there might, well, I, I call them, well, there is a term for that. Some of the, the, the uh, social media talk about the lost generation, you know, they, they don't get exposed to um, learning environment. They stay at home most of the time. And some of my friends, you know, like they had their kids, you know, um, studying at home and their attention span only like one, two hours a day and then like they're playing around. You know, that environment is very important. I mean, I wouldn't say yeah. um, blaming the parents, but it's not the parents' fault because the parents' self has to work from home. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's why we, we, that's why parents are sending them to school. 
um, but then these this topic is, is it's itself is very very sad to see our younger generation our next generation being not exposing themselves to education yeah uh, totally understandable because like uh, i'm quite young as well and i have mutuals who are uh, also studying in in college and and taking their degrees and i think uh, like you mentioned earlier about you know them doing their fyp and i see them definitely struggling because some of them like yeah taking medicine um i have someone taking uh physiotherapy which is literally very physical right like it's all about practical work and they cannot it's very hard for them to go and do this practical work because of especially now rising number in cases and so like everyone's forced to stay inside so yeah it's it must be really hard from all all ages of of education right definitely definitely yeah. but is there a way for us to curb this or even help this generation to get a proper education yeah, there are probably two or three points but the first one is definitely from a primary school perspective that one is definitely from a parents perspective parents have to play an important role even though they're working and they're trying to uh, make uh, make a living all of that uh, for the primary school because the the kids are younger there their attention span is not that much they like to play around the parents has to play an active role to make um, education fun for their their children and also to participate and and being being supportive towards the teacher when when they learn online you know like yeah. they, something like a you can get your children to sit beside you during work so you're doing work but then your children is doing uh, is learning education so both of you might be able to spend more time together in terms of um, social family. Mm-hmm. So being supportive, I mean, making sure that your kids stay on their desk and and learn during the 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 learning hours, the learning hours in school. Yeah. For the uh, secondary school or like uh, universities, university students, the term self learning on your own time is definitely is going to skyrocket in the next few years, in the next few months, because. Um, we can only get so much in universities now that we've lost, uh, I wouldn't say lost, we are hindered going to universities, meeting other people, learning from other people, learning from other people is very, very important. And we've transitioned from that uh, very physical socialness to, to digital socialness. So interacting, um, not just um, using digital to, I would say, wasting your time like, uh, looking at videos of stuff like that, you know, like yeah. you need to be able to participate physically in the real world as you would do in the digital world. So mm-hmm. you spend more time in uh, educational forums, you know, talking to people online who's uh, struggling too, but then also uh, talk about education, you know, like uh, yeah. some of the things that they do. Um, the students in the class, class in universities has to spend more time together maybe on Zoom, maybe on Google mm-hmm. Hangout, maybe on Discord, you know, yeah. to, uh, and, and really spend some time uh, talking about education, what, what they're learning in class and everything. Mm-hmm. And the, the third one, which I would relate something to re, uh, in technology, uh, when I said that um, for computer science or software development, things that can be done online is great, is great. But for the hands-on, the hands-on um, jobs um, or education, I think we are going to see a spike in VR adaptation. 
So for 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 example, if you take a look at uh, virtual reality VR, I mean, the the industry skyrocketed because uh, because of the gaming industry. Yeah. But also, if we take a look at VR, you know, you can actually do surgery in uh, you can do a simulation surgery in virtual reality. Yeah. So that would actually help in uh, for the students who are uh, online learning to mm. be to feel to to interact uh, quite. I would say semi semi physical world, uh, semi virtually. Yeah. So, uh, if you're an engineer, you want to design uh, mechanical parts. You know, you can't go out um, during this COVID pandemic, and then you can't go to uh, where uh, your labs and everything. So, we might see a shift maybe in 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 the uh, small medium enterprise going into VR, adapting VR into their their work and actually into their education because they need to feel. That physical world close to that physical world, so definitely virtual reality. Me, but virtual reality at this point in time is quite expensive. So might be because of the need in in this in this time. Maybe we can see a drop price in virtual reality. Yeah, virtual reality is is definitely is a a technology that can be used for a lot of things. A lot of simulations from uh, NASA. NASA, when they do simulations for the astronauts, they use uh, virtual reality. There, there was a time where they did um, using a mechanical style. You know, when they use the lunar lander, they use mm -hmm. they actually built the lunar lander and then fly it on Earth's gravity. But yeah. then they started shifting to to virtual reality, uh, doing spacewalks in virtual reality. So. Even in our education sector, um, doing surgical for medical doctors, designing, uh, manufacturing 3D designs, you can actually use uh, virtual reality. That's actually a really, really good way to utilize the, you know, advancement of technology, right? Because I think like, yeah, VR has been around for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that, no, I don't think they've ever thought about implementing it into uh, education, like, um, in every sector, even like, um, you know, that just had to, that just do it, or even secondary school, kan? Yeah, because because in the states, I mean, they the for the highly, uh, highly industry, they they use a VR, but then, as always with any any technology, it's always the the financial gap, you know, the financial. Yeah, of course. But when there is a high demand and also there is a need for people to transition to VR, I think this COVID pandemic actually is the the starting point for that like people shifting into vr and then like bringing their environment class you know some people mm. just spend like vacation you know like because they couldn't go to the beach now they just go to the beach in the vr world <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's the next best thing you know like uh, after covid is over maybe they'll, they'll go to the real way you can actually feel the sun the winds and everything but right now we just have to cope with what we have yeah, I mean, technically, that we do have the technology. It's just not really being fully utilized, which is, um, yeah, I guess it is a financial problem, right? Mm -hmm. Speaking on, like, uh, the point of technology and how, you know, we should, we as a society, especially with education, should be utilizing um, technology as much as possible, do you see like any advancement ever since COVID started that uh, advancement in technology within Malaysia itself? So definitely, there is some uh, notable notable movement. When, when we talk about 
the advancement in technology, we have to understand that the, the things that we take for granted today, you know, like our laptops or our, our phone, um, are all the, 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 the advancement in technology 20, 10 years ago. So advancement in technology, or I would say adoption of technology, during this COVID era has definitely spiked, you know, like uh, teachers has to learn how to use Google Classroom, has to learn how to conduct their, their classes in Zoom, you know, yeah. and some teachers even become YouTubers, you know, like they bring their education, you know, they, they cut their syllabus into topics and then posted videos on, on YouTube channel. So yeah. the adoption of technology has really spiked in the uh, COVID-19 COVID pandemic. And, and that one is adoption. But in terms of investment in technology, I would say the most important part right here is because the COVID-19 has definitely impact in terms of economy and investment in technology requires financial so our country right now needs the money to survive. We, yeah. we, we need to use the money to, to put a roof over our, over our head. We need to have food. We need to have shelter. Uh, we need to have electricity and water. So those points are being used in that, sense, in that uh, vertical. So, uh, so that's why there is not quite a lot of ad advancement in technology. Adoption, adoption in technology has has spiked, has skyrocketed, but advancement in technology, mm. I would say not so much. I would say not so much. But advancement in technology where the financial burden or the financial barrier is not high, so like computer science, software development, AI, machine learning, where you can just Google online. If you have a laptop, you have a wife, you have an internet connection, you can definitely jump in and then learn. Advancement in technology in computer science and software development definitely will skyrocket. Yeah. But in physical need, we're definitely not so much. Like you mentioned, everyone's adopting um, technology to go online. So in terms of like, like you mentioned software, you know, that would make sense because, you know, everyone's going online. So everyone's using a phone, everyone's using a computer. So obviously they would need more apps. They would need more, you know, things like this. So that would make sense. And it would also make sense that, of course, like physical technology would be hard because like you mentioned, even students aren't even able to go outside because of the state of COVID at this moment in Malaysia. So it would be hard to physically go out and build something. Yeah, but do you, do you hope that, or do you think that there is hope for Malaysia uh, in the near future in Definitely. terms of uh, our technology growing within the near future, maybe uh, a year or two from now since everyone is starting their vaccination programs? Definitely. That, that one is um, after the vaccination program started in the early year 2021, we, we have a, a, a hope there that we need to curb we need to curb the COVID-19 spread, the virus, as soon as possible, very important so that we can move on to the other things, you know. And I would say given one, two, three years, then we can definitely pass this pandemic. Yeah. Then I would say the aftermath of the pandemic is definitely something we need to be prepared in, in the meantime. I mean, we have to. One of the things that, that I think the, the country should do, definitely in terms of education, we need to ramp up our education. We need to prepare our, our citizen 
to be highly educated and be prepared for all of these things that comes up suddenly in in our lives definitely that definitely there is hope and also the community in Malaysia definitely has started to move i mean like basically we kind of like feel helpless against this this covid-19 pandemic all we can do is just stay at home and distance ourselves from from other people physical contact so that we can yeah. spread the the covid-19 but after that the aftermath of that we definitely have to but come together as a community come together as malaysian and definitely pull back the the education sector mm-hmm. so that so that we can um have a, the next generation uh more opportunity for us to be more competitive in in the globalization that's a good way to look at it since we've been talking a lot about education and students and especially this lost generation if there are any listening to the podcast right now would you have any piece of advice for them well first of all definitely public service announcement get yourself vaccinated really <laughs> in the in the in the near future yeah and i guess the piece of advice right now is for the younger generations or the people who are hearing this we we need to take a look at we need to open ourselves open our mind even though we shut ourselves physically but we need to open our, up ourselves um, looking at um, glo- uh, global problems you know like mm. educate yourself like um, see how uh, indonesia is coping uh, with covid how other countries are coping with covid and learn from them and learn from other people's too i mean like we are created in this world so that we could learn from each other yeah so my advice to younger generation learn from each other learn from your friends learn from your parents um your parents might say something like oh something during nipah virus or during 1997 financial crisis the, the, during 2008 these are all gems or like uh, mm-hmm. piece of advice that you can learn from each other uh, even you, if you have a mentor um branch out from your circle of friends and go um find someone on the internet um who are very knowledgeable and then learn from them too. Thank you so much Ibrahim for your time today to join us for this podcast. Definitely, it's an honor. And thank you so much to everyone listening to this podcast. Remember, if you're bored, you can definitely find a lot of our other podcast episodes 